Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't make believe. On the beat, it's me and D. P87 Consort of a dog. Go get this money, beating. Welcome to the Full Press Fantasy Pod. Part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Sunner, and joining me is my co-host, Brad Harbin. How you doing, Brad? Hey, Kyle. It's it's always a beautiful day when I get to talk about uh, fantasy football with you. Uh, so, uh, having a great day. How about yourself? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the, the rare yeah. afternoon recording session for us. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, fresh, ready to, to go quick out of the gate, uh, right off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you can't, uh, I guess you can put full press coverage on us and that'll probably stop us uh from from getting open but uh th- i mean I like these it. wide receivers we're talking about uh, some of them can be press coverage some of them can be all sorts of coverages others can't and i guess that's uh, that's what we're here to talk about is is those receivers and uh uh yeah you know this is part two of our wide receiver tier series for uh redraft leagues in 2022 and we're right. going with half point ppr scoring which i think this is probably the position where that maybe does change the most this this i mean this in, in running back I, I would imagine is probably the, the ones where you know you're going from half point to full point where the changes are going to be but i think for the receivers it's or the running back story it's very pronounced okay the pass catching backs will get boosted and the guys that don't catch passes won't and we can kind of really you know shuffle that out where with the receivers it's you know, okay, who's getting the volume and who's more touchdown right. dependent? And it's a little more nuanced. I know we, we touched on it at the end of last episode, actually talking about some players that have kind of, uh, you know, similar archetypes, uh, specifically, you know, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, for instance, very much, you know, especially in, in half point PPR, maybe not the format, which I know you were really making the argument for of not being in tier three uh, and entering tier four. And that's really where we're going to start is with uh, tier four here. Okay. We, so the, our first uh, three tiers at wide receiver, which uh, basically counts the top 20. I, I think I uh, just 
kind of list brad is 18 i have 21 in those first okay. uh, three tiers but but essentially the, the the top half of the wide receiver twos and, and of course above so uh for any of those uh talk about the elite players or any one of those top three tiers i refer back to the last episode but yeah here we are to talk about tier four and i guess that that's really the start of the conversation is you've got jalen waddle brandon cooks dk metcalf in this tier and i don't we ended last episode talking about all three but just again brandon cooks waddle really similar to where if it was full point ppr you you'd probably would have them in, in the would, tier three, yes. right? Because the yeah. format and, and how we think their volume is, is so large. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I made the reference to uh, a water line of uh, seven catches, 35 yards or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if it's a full uh, PPR, I, I, I do like uh, Waddle and Cooks to, to get bumped up to the third tier. Yes. And so looking at this tier four, uh, mm-hmm. there are, uh, you know, a handful of players uh, eight to be exact that we both have in this tier and it, you know, s- some similar, I guess, reasoning behind some, it'll be interesting uh, conversations to kind of have with that, but uh, right. namely looking at it, we've got both of the, what we, I guess, and most of the community perceives as the top two wide receivers on the Broncos, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Also, uh, you know, quite a few receivers changing teams. And I wonder if that is, because, you know, I guess in, in the, the third tier, there's a lot of maybe players who have, ch- you know, changing quarterbacks, uh, but for the most part, staying on the same teams. I guess the, the, the lone exception really in those tiers were A.J. Brown and Tyree Kill, but that's also, you know, they were, they were in the, the top two tiers before, and maybe they've kind of fallen back because of their changing teams. But yeah. in this case, like I you know, actually a, a good chunk of this tier is players on new teams, or even with the, you know, those two Broncos receivers new quarterback but right. we've got amari cooper now on the browns marquise brown now on the cardinals alan robinson now on the rams and juju smith schuster now on the chiefs but we all kind of you know i guess view them as they'll be number one or in some cases number two on their team and targets i think especially with robinson and, and schuster for sure um and i uh i guess that also continues adam Thielen, gabe davis as well in this tier also again the number right. two targets on their team but maybe really high touchdown upside i think that probably kind of almost goes into to with with the juju conversation there but uh, i think that's there's a couple names i think that we're in agreement on brad but maybe others would view as as you know being a hot take to have them in the top 30 i think davis and and juju to me would be the the two I, you wouldn't see as much in the top 30 but we're we're both pretty confident in them yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think uh, Davis is in a, uh, in a you know, prolific offense. Uh, he's going to be the number two there. Uh, I mean, Knox isn't going to, uh, you know, be the number two uh, tight end. So, I mean, with, with Allen at quarterback, uh, Diggs on the other side, I mean, uh, Davis certainly showed his worth, you know, late in the season, obviously in, in the playoffs uh, as well. I'm not as high as on a lot of people. So I'm kind of surprised that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have him in, you know, in, in this uh, top 30, but, uh, but I guess I, I mean, uh, come to find out, I guess I'm a little higher than, uh, than most, but uh, I, yeah, I like, I like Davis here. Uh, Thielen, once again, uh, you go back to the, um, to the touchdown upside. I mean, um, he's one that's kind of opposite of, of a Jalen model where he'll have three catches and maybe two touchdowns for 20 yards. Um, you know, he they re- really like him in the red zone. Uh, he's still, you know, a solid player. Uh, I, I know I, uh, made that trade uh, for you uh, earlier uh, this season for that. But a couple of the ones that I, that I really want to focus on and it, are, are those uh, Denver receivers. Cause I mean, you, you've seen a lot of, 
a lot of Cortland Sutton talk as the as the number one, but but is he really? Uh, I mean, with Jerry Judy there as well. Uh, so I mean, I definitely like to hear uh, you know if you have some other comments before we get into those guys. Truthfully, that is kind of where I wanted to center on fair enough, uh, fair to enough. get outside of of. Uh, I think with. With Juju, with Davis, and with Thielen, I think we know what with Thielen. Right? It's, it's it is right. the touchdowns with him. He is double digit touchdown upside, even if he doesn't get a right. thousand yards. That's kind of Thielen's game right now, and that's kind of what he's morphed into. But yes. with Juju and Davis, I think we're both thinking high touchdowns. Like they'll get seven plus touchdowns this year. I think so. Yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, yeah, Juju's going to be sneaky. I can keep your eye out on him. Uh, I mean, I may uh, adjust the ranking a little bit. Right now, I have him at uh, thirty, but I, I'm interested. Uh, to possibly uh, move him up in, in the same tier, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So getting to those Broncos uh, receivers, yeah, specifically Sutton and Judy. So I, I've done kind of my, you know, look through my, my uh, touchdown metrics in a couple of weeks from now, we'll, we'll really share uh, or I'll really share like what we, what I found with the, I'm predicting for touchdowns on team levels, but also individual player levels. And right now I do have Cortland Sutton leading the receivers receiving touchdowns anyway. Um, Still have the running backs with more touchdowns though, would still maybe, you know, favor Williams, Melvin Gordon overall. I think uh, nine, eight, nine touchdowns each. Whereas I've got Cortland Sutton at seven and Jerry Judy at five. And I think it's part of, uh, you know, what, what I'm doing to, predict is look at what they have done produced so far uh not just not just in touchdowns but also in yards and like who right. has had maybe a lot of yards production but not touchdowns and it, it could look for some positive touchdown regression so i am trying to you know look at both sides of that but you know if, if i'm planting a stake i think sutton has proven more he's produced more in the nfl uh, i can pull up their their exact numbers but the, like so before I do that, though, like which side are you leaning on between the two? Because I, I do think everyone is going to have to kind of plant a stake, although it does seem like Sutton's going earlier in drafts. So right. that isn't necessarily something like like last year where Deontay, Claypool and Juju were all going so close. You could <laughs> right. almost basically pick whichever one you, you thought was number one. And you had to kind of take them as number one. If you, if you believe in Judy, you may not have to take them above Sutton. But but where yeah. do you lie on them? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm jumping in the boat with, with, with Sutton. I, I think uh, I, th- I think with Wilson coming there, I mean, Sutton seems like a, a really nice receiver, you know, someone that uh, Wilson would uh, look towards. You know, uh, a big big receiver can use his body, can get downfield. Uh, sure, he's in the past he's had a, the uh, ACL injury, but I think that I think that Wilson's going to bring out the best for, for Sutton and likewise. I, I think he's going to be the uh, – the main target uh, in the red zone. Uh, granted, I, I know they're going to uh, continue to try and run the ball, but I mean, I got to feel that you know Denver didn't go out and get Russell Wilson to you know hand the ball off over and over again, and he and he's got a couple weapons there. I I, I do uh, lean towards uh, Sutton as well, uh, mainly just for, for his frame. I, I know his uh, body of work. It, is more than uh, Julius. I'm granted he's been in the league a little bit longer, but I, I just like with his frame and uh, his capability to, uh, to go up and, and make the catch. I, I like, I prefer Sutton over Judy. Yeah. You can look at skill set, and I almost wonder is, is the play really just to wait for Tim Patrick? Cause I have uh, Tim Patrick actually with five touchdowns as well. Same as That's Jerry it. Judy. So I have nice. those three as kind of the three main targets and Tim Patrick's going to go so much later that, like I know in a, in a, a dynasty league I, I was in, I, I, it was a super flex league, 14 teamer. And I took 
Wilson in the first. Mm -hmm. And I even remember someone drafted, I think Judy, and then immediately tried to trade them to me and like, Oh, the stack. And, and I kind of, you know, if, if if I want to pay for the stack later in the season, when I see who's number one, I might do that because the the price he was offering was basically, you know, Judy as the number one. So especially in dynasty, you might see that conviction. Yeah. Um, Really. You know, and, and while we, you know, could say Sutherland has can say Sutton has done more in the NFL, um, it's not necessarily that much more. So he's played 50 games in the NFL. Jerry Judy 26, so basically half. So right. if you look at the career yards, 1300 for Judy, 2600 for Sutton, like it, it's basically half. So mm. correlates to the, the number of games played. Touchdowns 12 for Sutton, only three for Judy. So four times go. as many. So that's again, that's the area where what you're you're saying that the skill set, right? The, the big body contested catch guy. To yeah. be fair, Tim Patrick kind of has that more than he does. Judy. He does. He does. So that's why I almost think because if Judy was going ahead of Sutton, like you might see in a dynasty draft where Judy goes ahead of Sutton, but I think in most redrafts this year, I think everyone's kind of knowing with with Sutton. He's he's produced a thousand yards, and you, and you look yeah. at like their best seasons head to head. So Judy, uh, Sutton's best season was 2019 before Jerry Judy entered the league. Uh, he had 72 catches for 1112 receiving yards, six touchdowns. So then that was the kind of the year. Okay. He put it all together. Only 700 yards as a rookie, but that year okay, he finally got the thousand yards, six touchdowns as well, uh, which is half of his career total came from that season. Now um, did miss most of the rest of the next year. I think believe it was an ACL tear. Correct. which is Judy's best season, 52 catches, 856 yards, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Uh, yards per reception, actually, Judy's best season is better than Sutton's, but over career average, uh, Sutton's about a, a yard per reception more than Judy. Uh, so if you look at, again, the, the real edge Sutton has is just in touchdowns, but also slight bit on what his ceiling is in terms of what we've seen him put together his best season. Right. Now with Russell Wilson, either could – be about to produce their best season and that's kind of the bet t- to make and, and take so uh, again this it sounds like this pod's going to be say uh <laughs> pro Cortland sutton but i think it'd yeah. also be easier if sutton was going after judy we could easily say draft sutton as a value not quite sure if, even if we're saying sutton above judy doesn't necessarily make sutton a value either and i i'm thinking the value on this team might actually be tim patrick so that's going to be my answer i suppose but um i guess looking at the tiers see i didn't yeah. I didn't actually put Tim Patrick in my top 50, but that maybe is someone that I'd, I'd consider putting in that, that sixth tier, which we're going to get to in a little bit, but Absolutely. Still, still talking tier four here. But again, out of this group, I might be willing to take my shot on Cortland Sutton above Robinson, Juju, Thielen, even, even Marquise Brown changing teams, right? Cooper changing teams. Like I think, I, I think Sutton's the guy I'd want to pick out of this tier of these players. Anyway, I know obviously, you have Waddle, Cooks, DK in this tier. I'd, I'd rather have all three, I believe. But out of these eight players we're, we're in agreeing on in tier four, would you say Sutton's the one you want the most? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly uh, looks that way as far as uh, how we're how we're lined up there. Yeah, so Sutton would be the one. It seems like he's the one that's uh, shaking out right now uh, up in Denver. I mean, th- things could change in a couple weeks or something like that. But, uh, yeah, he, he's the one that, uh, that I, I believe Wilson's going to be uh, targeting the most. And, uh, yeah, as far as uh, Hollywood Brown, I, I'm not. Uh, I'd certainly look for him to uh, take advantage of uh, Hopkins being out uh, during his suspension, whenever that is, uh, you know, uh, completely resolved. It sounds like they're still 
uh, some talk about that. And uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I am kind of curious as to your take with uh, Allen Robinson after, you know, an absolutely abysmal uh, season last year in Chicago, uh, you know, getting a, getting a chance. I mean, following the uh, path of uh, Matt Stafford, leaving the, uh, <laughs> leaving the NFC uh, North and heading out, heading out West to, to Hollywood, you know, what, what, what do you see from him as a, uh, obviously a wide receiver too on that team? Just right. Based on the fact we have him in this year, I think we're both confident in an Allen Robinson bounce back. Yep. And I think the reason is that stop, stop us if you've heard this before, but this is the best quarterback Allen Robinson has ever played with. But I mean, Stafford has proven it so much more than anyone else he has played with. And, you know, I, I made, I projected fields far too aggressively than I should have last year. So that's on me, but like, this is, there's no projecting with Stafford. We've seen him get it done. So I think that's, that's it, right? It's just, yeah. man, getting the chance to play in this offense with McVay, but also more importantly with Matthew Stafford, I think is is what's leading us to this. He could bounce back to be a wide receiver too, low end wide receiver too in the in, yeah, in the yeah, top twenty. Absolutely right? could, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he certainly has a skill set and the uh, uh, and the track record. I mean, we've seen it before. We haven't seen it recently, uh, but we have uh, seen what he can do before. And with uh, you know, Cup on the other side you know, maybe drawing some uh, more attention. That's going to, you know, free things up for him throughout the season. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there are two tier four yes. players left here at wide receiver. Correct. And they're both entering year two. Um, now, Brad, you have Elijah Moore in tier four, and I have Rashad Bateman. So is, is there a difference? Which player do you want to begin with talking about? Um, I would love for you to, uh, to start and uh, try and convince me on Bateman. I, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. So uh, possibly, you know, uh, hearing, hearing from you may, uh, may change my mind, but I'd love to hear about it. And it's interesting because as we see the, in the, at the start of the next year, where you know you have Bateman in, at the start of tier five, I have Elijah Moore. There's also a couple other of second year receivers, namely Amon Ross, St. Brown, Devonte Smith. Right, right. And so you and I are each picking out one of these players and elevating them. For you, it's Moore. For me, it's Bateman. And I gotta say, for 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 me on Bateman, it's it's the quarterback. I think I, I trust Lamar Jackson more than in, in Elijah Moore case, Zach Wilson, but even looking at the other guys, Jalen hurts who I am high on, but not quite to, to Jackson's level. And then Jared Goff. So I think uh, Jackson's uh, elevated career touchdown rate, which I believe his career average is uh, it, you know, part of that stems from he's only played four years and one year yet a, a 9% touchdown rate. So of course his average is like elevated more than most quarterbacks, but 6.3% is his career average. That's what that's Aaron Rodgers' career average, right? So, you know, Lamar Jackson is a touchdown thrower, very proficient. So, if right. you can, if you can be the beneficiary of that, that's that's very valuable. Now, Mark Andrews might take up the most of that. So, this again gets to 
Uh, it's actually kind of similar to Gabe Davis, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, the number two option, but on such a prolific uh, offense that right. you get enough scoring opportunities, you get enough score chances, you get the touchdowns. Exactly. Now, I, I don't think I have Bateman for as many touchdowns as Juju and Davis, so I guess um, – yeah, I guess quarterback quality is the one thing to kind of elevate him above those others. But I guess maybe, yeah, to, to match the the rest of these wide receivers, why I think I still have him as the last in this tier, I'd probably put him at number 30, which is where this tier ends just okay. by happen chance. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my argument for Bateman. Again, it, it back to just simply the quarterback play. I think quarterback play drives a lot of what we're looking for in this production of of what, where it's going to break tiers or not. Yeah, I, I get it. And uh, maybe I'm a little more little more optimistic on Zach Wilson, uh, possibly uh, because of the, uh, the trade and, and I need uh, him to uh, perform. But uh, when it comes to Elijah Moore, I mean, we, we were able to see some, uh, some flashes last year, but before, you know, uh, you know, an injury and, and, you know, kind of set him back, but it looked like a, you know, he had a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, a connection with, uh, with Zach Wilson up there. Now, sure. They went and got, uh, you know, Garrett, Garrett Wilson as well uh, to, uh, you know, kind of bolster that, that wide receiver core. But I guess my feelings really kind of goes back to even uh, the, the draft last year where I felt like I, I, I liked Elijah Moore a little bit better than Bateman uh, just with the shiftiness. And um, it, it seemed like uh, he was going to be a, a little bit more dynamic. Now we didn't get to see too much of that from Bateman last year. This is obviously uh, his opportunity to shine. Uh, with uh, you know Hollywood out 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 of the uh, out of the equation, and uh, so uh, I mean I I could really kind of go back and forth with with but with you know Bateman or more. I mean I I, I enjoyed your uh, your argument. I just I kind of I, I feel like uh, more is a little bit more dynamic, and I guess I you know I'm I'm kind of pushing chips in a little bit on uh, Zach Wilson when it when it comes to uh, having him in this uh, tier as opposed to the next tier. And I'd imagine there's a bit of a, like, it's not just, okay, you traded for Wilson. Now suddenly that's the only reason you're going to think you like, you, you do believe that Wilson's taking a step up and that's why you've been I, willing to invest in the I, trade for him. Right? I so, do. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to take a little uh, step forward. Yes. And, uh, but this tier also does indicate to me, you, you believe Elijah Moore, at least for one season is the clear number one uh, wide receiver on the team. Uh, yes. Yes. At, at this for this season, yeah, I mean, uh, well, what's going to happen in the years to come? You know, who's going to um, come out from that? Obviously, Garrett Wilson uh, was one of the more polished wide receivers in, in this uh, in this draft class. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. He, he's he's a little bit bigger than uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, a smaller statue, a little more shifty. Um, so, uh, I mean, they could be a nice little uh, dynamic, dynamic duo, and it's going to be up to Zach Wilson to uh, uh, help him shine. It's funny because I am looking at my touchdown numbers and I actually do have Elijah Moore at six touchdowns, Rashad Bateman at five. So uh, maybe making me rethink a bit of, again, it, not so much elevating more, but maybe maybe Bateman in this tier is, maybe he's still wide receiver 30, but the, the tier break is right before 30 instead of right after. Yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe I'm, I'm rethinking that a little bit. So I know I, I was supposed to convince you, but if anything, I may have you may have convinced me in terms of, well, like solid arguments on Elijah Moore. So not, not so much necessarily many better reasons why to go with yeah. Bateman. You can kind of bet on, on however, whatever situation 
uh, conveniences. So that's maybe, uh, you know, truthfully, I think this is a really good poll opportunity as well. Just with yeah. not just Bateman and Moore, but also the next two, Elijah Moore and Devontae Smith that we both have in tier five. Right. Um, and just, you know, everyone to, to who's listening, who's of these uh, second year wide receivers, who's going to be primed for the breakout that, that could enter into the wide receiver two territory is the, you know, the breakout that makes you want to have them on your team. You simply, right. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a better way to write that in the poll, but yeah. Uh, is it Bateman? Is it Elijah Moore? Is it Amon Ross St. Brown, Devonte Smith? Right. Uh, and again, so that's kind of where we're, we're at with our tier five or tier four to tier five break. So um, I guess we could just run through that tier now, Brad, unless you have any uh, yeah, anything to just, say just, about either Smith or, or Amon Ra. Yeah. Uh, just uh, real, real quick. I mean, out, out of those four that, that you mentioned, uh, do, do you have a preference on who's going to get those targets? Who's uh, you know, the receptions, do you have that? kind of um, figured out, I mean, my, my, my opinion would be uh, Amon Ra, but I'm not, it's just, just because it looks like he's going to be the alpha up there. But once again, you throw in the Jared Goff factor. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be pretty close. I, I just don't know how, yeah. I mean, it's it, funny it, because it seems the like in between Moore and Bateman, I, I feel like it's a lot closer than maybe a lot of people might think. Bateman almost well so I I believe that Devontae Smith and Bateman have if everyone's healthy have the little chance to be the top target of the team and it says nothing to do with them it's simply that's AJ Brown that's Mark Andrews like those two are really defined whereas the Jets and even the Lions that that could actually be wide open to where it could be Amon Ra or Elijah so it, it actually does give you credit Brad that where Elijah really could be the alpha on his team maybe more easily so than anyone else. Um, because I think the, the really the only thing standing in Elijah's way is unless, I mean, Corey Davis resurgence maybe, but is Garrett, well, you know, Garrett Wilson coming in and, and proving he's the best receiver on the team right away as a rookie. That's really the only thing that's kind of staying in Elijah's sure. way of being the alpha. Yeah, I guess for Amon Ra, you've got Hawkinson where it could be. I mean, DJ Chark might come in and, and command that. Does DeAndre Swift just lead the team in targets? Does he turn full Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and just you know get produced that way? So there's maybe more hurdles for Amon Ross. So you know maybe, maybe you're you're convinced me of the, of the Elijah Moore argument. And again, maybe maybe I'm thinking I'm raise, raising Bateman and projecting a little too far forward by raising him into this tier. Yeah, I guess we we are to a certain extent we're doing that with Jerry Judy as well though. So yeah, this is, this is interesting. This is going to definitely take some rethinking, but I also think this is a really tricky spot for receiver where. Yeah, absolutely. It also may not matter too much if you're top 30 or or top 50, like that distinction, everyone might produce so closely that it really does come down to week to week volatility. So anyway, that, that's a great poll to ask just yeah, for those second year receivers. Yeah. Outside of course, of those uh, year two wide receivers, there's uh, a, this tier five does have quite a bit, uh, quite a few players that are, this we agree on i think 10 different players that we're unanimous on in this tier it includes smith and amon ross st brown a few others uh well right off the bat a couple rookies this is where we, we finally get rookies brad is is this fifth tier so maybe we'll actually just continue the conversation with there yeah. one of them is garrett wilson and one of them is drake london and i think we've kind of identified those are the two rookies we think will immediately produce the better chance than any other wide receiver and so I guess my reflection of these tiers is I'm not, while I have my, you know, I have more with more touchdowns than Garrett Wilson for now, not necessarily convinced that he is for sure 
going to, you know, his target shares going to be that much greater than Wilson. It might even be, there's no true alpha with the jets and more yeah. Wilson fitness cl- closely. So that's kind of why I have them in the same tier. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- that would certainly be an ideal outcome for the jets and for, for Wilson, or for Zach Wilson, as far as, uh, you know, his development to have, you know, just two, uh, two, two guys at the top, you know, share, sharing targets. I, I, that, that would be great. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that certainly says a lot that, that you have both of them in this tier. So, again, the 10 receivers that we both have in Tier 5. So, two rookies, Drake London, Garrett Wilson. We've got three or two three-year two second-year players, Devontae Smith and Amon Ross St. Brown, and a third-year player in Brandon Ayuk. So, we both have him here. And then a couple of other veterans. So, Christian Kirk, Hunter Renfro, Tyler Lockett, funny that all three are either changed teams or well, I guess Renfro's kind of kept the same quarterback. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, Kirk and Lockett, you know, Kirk changing teams, Lockett changing quarterbacks. Um, and then a couple of older players that are either going to, you know, coming off injury or about to be suspended in the case of right. DeAndre Hopkins. But we also both have Robert Woods in this tier. We do. Yep. And I know for myself, specifically with Woods, there's a few other like players coming off injuries that I have lower, but I really think Robert Woods could be in his, but probably the likeliest candidate to be the number one target on the Titans. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the rookie Burks, he, he's going to come in and he's certainly going to get his share, but it sounds like Woods is going to be ready to go, ready to rock and roll in, in that, uh, you know, obviously run heavy offense. But uh, I mean, Woods is not, a, not afraid to do, uh, to do the little things, whether it's uh, coming across the middle or, uh, or, or the reverses. I don't know how many uh, reverses he'll be doing after his uh, injury, but uh, you know, obviously has the uh, capability to go up and, uh, and get the ball, um, you know, get those, uh, get those uh, third and third and four passes, move the chains. Uh, so I certainly see him being the, uh, the lead candidate in Tennessee as well. And uh, yeah, anything. So I guess with Hopkins, we're clearly putting, you know, we, we both put Marquise Brown a tier ahead of him, but it wouldn't necessarily be out of the question either if you know, Hopkins comes back and in the games he's playing, he gets more targets than Marquise Brown. But I think still that the missing the start of the year, we'd rather invest in the player that's going to be there producing right off the bat. Right. And that's why, yeah, early on. you know, no suspension. Hopkins probably isn't in tier five. Um, probably in, uh-huh. He's probably at the top of tier four, kind of around where we have Marquise Brown, to be honest. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Maybe it, would it almost even switch like where Brown, if, if, you know, entering this year, Brown was traded to the, the Cardinals, but Hopkins wasn't suspended. Would Brown just, I, he'd probably be in it. Like it probably just switched tiers where, you know, Hopkins in tier four and Brown in tier five for me. That's right. Is, is that how, how it worked for you too? Yeah, that seems, yeah. I mean, Hopkins would, uh, would, I would certainly take the, uh, the, the one role in my opinion, um, uh, so yeah, I, I would I would flip those guys. I mean, it's it's still still a nice offense. I mean, look what Christian Kirk did last year uh, in that offense, uh, even with Hopkins. Um, I guess Hopkins was a little banged up too, so that certainly uh, helped uh, Kirk's Kirk's tabs or totals. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you know uh, flip flopping those between the two would, would would be accurate. And now we both have Christian and actually Christian Kirk. That's a good conversation because. Uh, neither of us have Marvin Jones in the top 50. So we're both saying Kirk is going to be the top 
target for for the Jaguars this year, at least among the receivers, anyway. He, he better be he better be for what he's getting paid. I mean, they they brought him in. Uh, he, he obviously uh, was one of the guys who uh, increased the price tag for for wide receivers during free agency and and uh, you know some of the trading period that uh, that went on. So uh, yeah, the Jaguars are certainly leaning on him that uh, that he's going to be able to become a number one receiver that, you know, he was a little, little hidden in the, uh, in the desert there, you know, first behind uh, Fitzgerald and then of course uh, Hopkins. So they're certainly banking on him. Uh, he, he can, he can do a little bit of everything. He can be inside. He can be outside. Uh, if, uh, you know, Lawrence has the time and, and the accuracy, I mean, I, I think Kurt can, can find a little bit of separation, something that the, uh, that Jaguars receivers uh, have been unable to do for uh, many years. But yeah, I, I certainly think Kirk's going to shine over uh, Marvin Jones. And I have both with four touchdowns right now. So um, I, I still think Jones could be a value, and maybe we wouldn't necessarily we draft yeah. we wouldn't draft Jones ahead of Christian Kirk, but right. we might prefer to just wait later and grab Marvin Jones in you know sure. around wide receiver sixty or wherever it end up being. Yep. Yeah, I mean uh, that's uh, certainly a possibility. I mean, he was he was certainly steady and pretty consistent last season. Uh, I mean, uh, Lawrence did seem to favor him and trust him uh, more so. So, I mean, he does have a uh, an extra year compared to uh, Kirk as far as playing with Lawrence. So, uh, I I think there there would be good value late if you're looking for a, for a flyer, someone to uh, you know help you uh, plug and play one week or something like that. Uh, you, you could certainly do worse than Marvin Jones. Now, just to stay on the Jaguars, I know this isn't a tight end episode, but but for yeah. that, you know, that the title of top, who, you know, who's going to lead the team in targets and catches? And maybe that's two different things. If, if, you know, two players are close enough in targets, one, you know, the one with lesser targets might get more catches if the better catch rate. But, you know, who, who do we think is going to be that top target? Do you think it's Christian Kirk or do you think it's the tight end Evan Ingram? Because that, like, those are the two free agents they brought in. It would right. be reason to think that they're investing in them to be that either of them, but is, is the money with Kirk just kind of saying it has to be him? like you're saying it has to be him. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh, the target share is going to go to Kirk. Um, maybe not even uh, Evan Ingram at, at number two. I, I think Marvin Jones could sneak in there, uh, you know, getting four, four to five catches a game. And don't forget about uh, Travis Etienne, uh, his uh, ability, both, uh, you know, catching passes out of the uh, backfield, but also lining up, uh, as well. So, I mean, he's got to be in the conversation for, for number two as well, but as far as the number one, I think it's going to be Christian Kirk. Number one receiver from the Jags to number one receiver on the Packers. Interesting conversation with both, right? Very unknown in both cases. Um, if you can, and if you can get it right on, on either team, it's probably pretty solid. So sure. I've got, we both have Christian Kirk up here. I'm kind of thinking, Alan Lazard is probably the best candidate to be the number one uh, wide receiver on the Packers in terms of number of targets and catches. Now, quick touchdown thing. If, if I had to guess who's going to lead them in receiving touchdowns, I actually think it's going to be Randall Cobb because okay. he's got the longest history with Rogers. Sure. He's had a history of scoring touchdowns as well, finding ways to get open in the end zone. It's his, you know, quick twitch ability. Yeah, so uh, it's gets lost. More so yeah. than, you know, Rogers isn't, the contested catch big body guy doesn't necessarily appeal to him. He wants the guy that's wide open who, who can right. get open the quickest right away. I think that'll be Cobb. So if I had to guess who's going to lead them in receiving touchdowns, I'd say Cobb, but if I would, you know, who's going to lead them in catches and targets, I'd say it's probably Lazard. 
And it, part of that is also playing time. They won't always play with a slot receiver and they won't always play with Cobb on the field. But Lazard is even last year with Adams there, Lazard was yeah. playing over three quarters of the snaps just because he always also blocks a lot. So mm-hmm. he's someone who's going to play 80 to 85% of the snaps. And I think just for that reason, will be the number one receiver. Now you don't have him in the top 50. So you're saying no Packers receiver in the top 50. You're saying it's, it's a full committee. Oh, well, I, I have him in the next tier uh, here. Oh, so, I missed that. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I was able to uh, put him in there. I, th- I think that was when I uh, left off the list. So I apologize about that, but uh, yeah, I have him, uh, I have him high in the next year, but um, I, I think also I kind of want to see how things kind of play out there. I mean, I, I think Lazard is going to be a, a little fluid in my mind as far as, uh, you know, he, he is going to have the capability to move to that, uh, to that, upper tier where, where, where you have them. Uh, but I kind of want to see how things, uh, you know, kind of played out, but, uh, but right now I, I, I like where he is just to try and, uh, try and see what he's, uh, capable of there. And I mean, it's kind of crazy to have a, you know, someone who, who you believe is going to be a wide receiver one in the sixth tier that I, that I have him there, but uh, yeah, I'm just not, uh, I guess completely sold, not, not ready to put my stamp down, uh, quite yet. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One last player that enters into tier five, and this is on your list, Brad, because he's yeah. he's not even, he's actually outside of my top 50 uh, completely. Uh, okay. So um, you're planting, it seems, your flag on the Giants' number one wide receiver, because that's another team. Very interesting. Who's going to lead them? And you right. you want to share your answer with, uh, with the listeners? Sure, absolutely. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a large amount of bubble wrap and uh, and bubble wrap Kadarius Tony. Uh, he is certainly injury prone, uh, but he is, he is a human highlight reel. I, I know from watching him, uh, his days at the university of Florida for the Gators. I mean, the guy was, uh, absolutely unbelievable kind of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, flashes of, of Percy Harvin that, that used to play there. And then also of course, uh, Harvin did some wonderful things in the NFL as well. But I think Tony is going to take over that lead role for the giants. Question is, we got to keep him keep him uh, healthy. I mean, the, the guy is uh, slippery as they come. Uh, he can run several routes. He's not afraid to go across the middle. Uh, he can certainly, uh, you know, take you deep, beat you on a fly, uh, flag route. I think uh, what, something that could also benefit is uh, kind of morphing him in a little bit of a Debo Samuel role as well, you know, with the, uh, with the reverses, not necessarily out, out of the backfield things, a little too small for that, but, but the Giants can find a way to get Tony the ball in space uh, he's going to make things uh, make things happen, and I, I know there were you know a handful of games last year where he put up some numbers, uh, put up some yardage, didn't really uh, you know um, bank in bank you know a ton of touchdowns or or maybe not any. Uh, you can help me out on that, but uh, but I, I know there were several games where he uh, you know led the team in uh, targets, receptions, and yards, and I think that's just a, a springboard until until to this season, uh, his uh, sophomore season up there uh, with the new coach. I think, I think they're going to find ways to get him the ball and he's going to be a difference maker. If you say something. 
Yeah, you called it. He didn't score a touchdown last yeah, year. So I, I Kadarius Tony has has yet to score a regular season NFL touchdown. So that but, is he's, he's, but he has dropped a couple of rap albums. So if you, you know, I, I don't if you haven't heard about that or not. But anyways, I I digress. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, you know his season last year. I mean, it's you know he only played ten games, but still had four hundred and twenty yards. Right. So, like you said, he was smoking defenses at, at times uh, where just certain, you know, if, if he had the right matchups, there was a, wasn't, wasn't his NFL debut like a hundred yard game? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look that up as well. But yeah. Um, now, I think it, in, again, in my touchdown predictor, the fact that he hasn't scored works against him. But yeah. part of what I also look at again is the touchdown regression and 420 yards. I would have expected him to at least get two touchdowns. So maybe, so he's someone who, even though it's a short sample size was on the bad side of touchdown luck last year, considering his production. So he could right. also improve. Now I only have him you know, improving to two touchdowns this year right now. Uh, don't necessarily have Daniel Jones. I have him throwing 20 and I've actually okay. seen some projections where Daniel Jones doesn't even throw a 20 touchdown. So in a sense, that's almost an aggressive, um, maybe not overly aggressive, but to a certain extent on the aggressive side of the Daniel Jones projection. So I had a hard time kind of figuring out where the touchdowns would go. And um, I have Kenny Galladay with four. I think a lot of that is again, back to the same argument we were talking about with Kadarius Tony or, or not, sorry, with Cortland Sutton. Uh, that'll, uh, you know, w- you know, similar to Jerry Judy kind of working against Kadarius Tony is the lack of experience, lack of production so far. Uh, it's even more of vast when you compare Tony to Galladay than you did with Judy and Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galladay has an 11 touchdown season, which is skewed because a- aside from that 2019 year, he's only ever scored five in a season. So that's why I have, I have Galladay at four touchdowns okay. and every other giants receiver two or less I actually have Barkley with three receiving touchdowns. So um, that's, that's seven, touch, seven yeah. of the 20 going to just Galladay or Barkley. So I oh, think yeah. with just kind of my numbers thinking Galladay is the more likely to get the most touchdowns out of this group is why I plant my flag on Galladay. And I actually have him in, in the next tier in tier six. Uh, and it doesn't look like you do. So again, it's, you know, we're, we're both here. Here we are opposite. Unlike, the Broncos where we're both saying Cortland Sutton is, is what we think is going to be the number one receiver on the Broncos. And even to a certain extent, we're kind of agreeing with that with Christian Kirk. And I, and I know you're clearly saying it with Elijah Moore. If I had to guess, I'd probably agree with you and say it's Elijah Moore, but here we finally have the one where we think it's opposite. So yeah. you think the giants number one receivers, Kadarius, Tony, I might almost use the Christian Kirk argument and the amount of money they're paying Kenny Galladay. They have to, he has to be their number one receiver, but that doesn't always bear uh, fruition. But I think just he's shown more than everyone else that's on that team. So I'll, I'll bank on Galladay, even though he showed very, he he didn't, he didn't score a touchdown last year either. So if you're looking just the giants crew, they're both at a blank slate, zero touchdowns. Did the giants score at all last year? I mean, that's an question. Yeah, I guess even Barkley uh, got injured. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to look that up right now. How many touchdowns did the Giants score last year? <laughs> Maybe me. So, uh, looks like 15 passing touchdowns and eight rushing. Oh wow! So 23 total. Uh, I've I'm predicting them to get 33 this year. Okay. So a 10 touchdown increase. So, yeah. 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 Maybe Daniel Jones won't get the 20 touchdowns. <laughs> Um, yes, it certainly seems like it. maybe just you know i think that maybe the optimism with with the giants really does come from the coaching staff brian dable yeah. we 
I think just have more faith in him than anyone that the Giants had last year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, like I said, I, I just like the uh, dynamic feature of Tony. I mean, he's a, he's a video game if he stays on the field. <laughs> so now just looking at the rest of this tier six and, and for Brad, that really does look like coincide with wide receiver 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas my, the end of tier six for me is wide receiver 56. Right. Um, so there's you know, a couple extra names. Um, one of them is Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Uh and I guess before we get to the rest of those names, maybe we'll talk about uh, who is uh, who is in this list that we have together and kind of just get them out of the way. So uh, you referenced the, uh, the rookie earlier. There, there's actually, we both have two more rookies in this tier. If Jamison Williams was healthy, he'd probably also be in this tier, if not the next tier. But I think we just it's tough to know how many Absolutely. games he's going to play. So right, especially from right, a redraft right. perspective, even though there's a couple of players in this tier that are kind of okay, coming off injuries, they've at least shown something where, okay, like the, the upside's so great with them that we're willing to risk it. Tough to do that on a rookie, but we both have Chris Olave and Traylon Burks in this tier. Yep. Also a couple of uh, young players, uh, actually both with new quarterbacks, Chase Claypool and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'd argue Claypool's getting the, the more significant quarterback upgrade there. Uh, tough to say our <laughs> Valdez-Scantling's getting a quarterback upgrade leaving Rodgers, but yeah. he, he might actually be with Mahomes, but it's it's close enough that we'll call it a lateral move. Right. And then uh, speaking of big offenses, we also both have Tyler Boyd. Right. And I guess that's kind of leading me to the next part of the conversation. So the two players that you don't have on this list are Jacoby Myers and Jarvis Landry. Um, and I think with Jacoby Myers really quick, it's, I think he and Boyd have really similar roles in that, you know, slot sure. receiver, maybe not the best touchdown upside, especially with Myers, but Jacoby Myers could also lead the team in targets. Absolutely. He did last year with the Patriots. Yeah, he, he's the only Patriots he's receiver done before, to get over hundred right? targets. Right. Now there, you know, others had more touchdowns, of course, so that the, the numbers aren't great, but I could see Myers and Boyd with similar roles. So that's why I both, I have them both in, in this tier. Um, I guess you don't have any Patriots receivers in your top 50. Yeah, I mean, I, I might have uh, you know overlooked Myers, so I I would put a uh, I would put Myers in here, but but I'd put him after the uh, after uh, my number fifty, in my opinion, just because of the uh, once again, man, I, I have really become a touchdown snob. I, I think it. I mean, it's the lack of touchdowns that that I've seen for him because I've actually had him on my team uh, probably the last couple of years, and I mean, sure, uh, you know, he he'll, he'll get you, you know seven to eight catches, but the yardage isn't really there and he's, and he doesn't score. So, um, so yeah, I, I would kind of have him outside of my top 50 at this point. When you, you need him on teams where you've got other players that are scoring that the big touchdowns, the big boom bust weeks, cause he's going to provide you the safe floor. Sure, <laughs> that's sure, that's right. what helps you get regular season wins. Maybe even helps right. you in the playoffs uh, sure. to a certain extent. So um, yeah. So now I also have Devonte Parker in this tier. So it, it you know, be it asked that like would you still have Jacoby Myers as the the first Patriots receiver you'd take or do you think if there's touchdown upside with another wide receiver do you go with them I think you said it right there I, I think uh out of those two I would take uh, Parker over Myers uh, just because of uh, of his history I mean I, I know he's not you know, probably the same Devontae Parker that he was you know you know three years ago down in Miami but I mean he's coming up there with uh, plenty of experience uh plenty of uh Plenty of, uh, you know, just t- time on the field, uh, the ability to to still get open. Uh, it's definitely going to be something to uh, to check out. But uh, he, he does have a – he's had a knack for getting in the end zone before, and uh, that's uh, something that, uh, 
Mac Jones can uh, hopefully, uh, you know, take advantage of up there. Now, I guess the, is it maybe a, also a case where you could almost say the, the leading touchdown producers are either running backs or tight ends on that team and not wide receivers. So sure. Yeah. You actually prefer, like I might still draft Myers first, even if I think Parker's going to get more touchdowns, it may not be enough touchdowns to make up the difference in the amount of catches. So yeah. I guess, I guess that's, that's the question, right? Is it, and we don't really know what Parker's going to do. Like how many, you know, just Parker come in and command 120 targets. Exactly. Um, I, I have a hard time thinking that you see, I have it just with Myers, the fact that he got 120 last year, whatever it was in terms of number, exact targets. Um, I'll, I'll, I will look that up. Actually, I'll, I'm going to look up the, the whole Patriots team, but it just, I have a hard time thinking that Mac Jones is suddenly going to ignore all that, that he's going right. to forget so Myers had 126. Second on the team was Hunter Henry with 75. And then Kendrick yeah. Bourne with 70. Yeah. yeah. Nelson Aguilar was, was next yeah. to 64. And I mean, all those guys are still on the team. So maybe right. Parker coming in does, you know, draw away. Jacoby Myers may not get 126. But I also don't think he's going to just suddenly evaporate down to less than 80 targets. Right. Yeah, that's pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, that's... uh. That's definitely something to, to see how, how it uh, shakes out. But yeah, no, I, I would agree that that would be a big, uh, big drop from uh, the 126 to, to 80. So yeah, um, I see what you're saying as far as, as far as target share. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a little resurgence in there for, uh, for Parker. I mean, I, I kind of prefer him over Myers. And, and that, like I said, that could just be because bad taste in my mouth last couple of years, having him on my team, not scoring. So um so yeah, that could be a little uh, personal uh, vendetta, I guess, on on Myers for me. And I also think if if Parker and Myers are going in similar range, you might almost look at what's the rest of my receiver core look like. Do I already have a bunch of boom bust wide receivers where I think I've got that? And you need somebody outside? with a floor, sure. Yeah, I got. Have I already got with a lot of safe target hog options? Okay, maybe I want to take the upside chance that Parker becomes the the top touchdown guy on the team, not Hunter Henry, or at least it's it's those two kind of competing for most of the touchdowns. So you might almost look at roster construction in the middle of the draft to determine that as opposed to, you know, pre-draft conviction between the two. But I, I mean, and, you know, I, I think we're, we're both signaling and wide receiver wise on Bourne or sorry on Myers and Parker, but I think Kendrick Bourne also may have a, of an argument. He came on strong, especially at the end of the year too. So already the connection with Mac Jones. So right. he might be the Tim Patrick where Kendrick Bourne might be the, the one going cheapest. It might still be the best value anyway, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he certainly uh, showed, showed what he could do last year. So yeah. I mean, that's a possibility if he's, yeah. I don't know if that's somebody who would uh, just be on the waiver wire once the season starts or not. So, yeah. So again, Myers, the skill set is, you know, slot receiver, low depth of target, but hopefully a lot of targets for that. A lot of catch totals. I mean, that's Jarvis Landry throughout his career. And I, yeah. that's why I also have both in this tier exactly. again, similar exactly. to Tyler Boyd. I'm going with all those, I don't know that the upside is necessarily that much greater with these players compared to the players in the tier before. So then at this point, okay, a mix of some upside guys, but also safe tier, safe reception floor right. uh, with Jarvis Landry. Now you don't have Landry in the top 50. So do, now I've got Landry and Olave both in the same tier. It's similar to the giant, the Jets receivers in the previous tier mm-hmm. by, by saying this, you also have, and I guess this is a, actually, maybe this is a good spot to enter this conversation. Michael Thomas, sure. Right. You have him in this tier, and I don't. Uh, now, my advice has been: I, I almost 
Michael Thomas is almost off my draft board. I'm not wow. even sure if he's going to play this year. Okay. I'm still in that that mindset where I'd rather invest in either of these two, Landry or Chris Olave. They get that they'll be there from the start, healthier, and I'll give like a production right from the get go. Um, do you th- is the upside with Thomas still so much greater that he's still the Saints receiver you would rather have in this offense? I mean, I think so. I mean, uh, I mean, he was out running around the other day. I mean, granted, there's nobody out guarding him or anything like that, but. Yeah, I mean, I think his skill set still still going to be there. I mean, I, sure, there's concern uh, with the injuries, but I feel like if he's on the field, he's 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 the one there. And um, you know, James Winston is certainly not not a uh, Drew Brees, but he's also not a uh, Taysom Hill. So I mean, I, I think. Winston certainly has a strong enough arm to uh, to utilize Thomas uh, in the intermediate passing game as well as you know uh, the, the deep ball. So uh, I, I guess I'm banking on him coming back. Uh, where where it sounds like a, you you don't think he's going to suit up. Yeah. So I guess it's uh, as the, the listeners, viewers. This might again. This is the, maybe the tier of you can take whatever you want. Do you want the upside or you want the safety? And, and like, it's similar to, you know, probably to a greater extent, to be honest. Um, Cause I don't think Devontae Parker is this type of upside. That's that same type of argument. Do you want the safe floor with Myers? You think he's going to get lots of targets or do you want the guy that could be, you know, have the big boom bust potential with Parker? Same thing here. Do you want Jarvis Landry safe floor? Do you want Michael Thomas uh, big potential? Uh, although again, potential much bigger that. potential than yeah. Devontae Parker. I'll give you credit there <laughs> that, Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. at his upside. Um, now the last, and I think Thomas enters a good, you know, it's a good transition to enter this talk about injured players. I've also got Michael Gallup in this tier. Now you're saying you'd rather get Michael Thomas than Michael Gallup. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, for, for me, as far as uh, the, the, the big play capability or, not necessarily. Okay, scratch that. Not the big play capability, but I, I think just the ability to to get open and, and make things happen. I, I, I prefer uh, Thomas. Where where Gallup, I, I see more of a big play. I, I know he's uh, you know coming off an injury as well, uh, but you know I don't know. I, I I guess I wasn't wasn't sure how long he was going to be out. Um, you because know, that was like, together. if you look at like when the, those two players were injured, yeah. it's, it's a massive difference. Like, you know, right. Thomas suffered this injury. What was it? October, 2020. Right. And Michael Gallup has suffered this injury with January, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost banking on Gallup coming back sooner though. Cause it does. Wow. I mean, um, cause I mean, Thomas has had a surgery recently. Yeah. Um, you know, Gallup, I think with, you know, he, well, I guess they both kind of had surgeries this year. So um the big, I think the, the yeah, you correct yourself. I think the, the big play potential probably is with Gallup, and that is his skill set going downfield. Exactly. But the big uh, catch total percentage that's with Thomas. I don't ever, I don't right. think Gallup is going to be ahead of CD Lamb to say he's no, the number one guy. No. Brad, this almost reminds me of the Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore argument we just had. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So just a little bit it, further down. Yeah. But you th- like Elijah Moore, like, like you think, yeah, like Elijah Moore, you think Michael Thomas could be the number one receiver of the Saints, j- just like you say Elijah Moore could be for the Jets and that type of upside is what you want to chase there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a little bit more of a, a little bit of a gambler. I'm kind of showing my uh, my gambler side as far as, uh, you know, taking some risk. But when I'm in this area, I mean, it, it, I mean to, to go back to your point about, you know, what the rest of your team looks like, 
And, you know, if you can, you know, take a shot with one of these guys, whether, whether it be a Kadarius Tony or, or in this case, you know, M- Michael Thomas, uh, someone that's, that's certainly, you know, uh, risky, but, but could have those, uh, those boom weeks and could, uh, you know, blast out of uh, this tier and, and up into the next. I mean, so I, I guess that's where, where I'm kind of thinking typically wh- where I go with re- receiver early is the consistency is the, you know, the, the high floors and, uh, and, and then kind of sprinkle in the, uh, the, the risky guys, uh, you know, whether that be uh, Michael Thomas, uh, you know, Canaries, Tony, um, you know, st- you know, guys like that as well. So I, I guess that's kind of where I'm looking at, which I mean, Gallup, Gallup can certainly fall into that category as well with the, uh, you know, with his big play capability that he's shown over the last couple of years. And I guess with Gallup, I'm also similar argument to Bateman. I'm investing in the better quarterback with Dak Prescott, the better offense too. So I think that's getting maybe some consistency with our arguments here. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now, I guess one piece of news that's happened recently, Julio Jones has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Now I think we're both still thinking Mike Evans is the, is the clear number one receiver there in terms of production, especially with, it's similar to Gallup and Thomas Godwin coming off an injury. Not sure exactly what he's going to be on the field, although he might make it for week one. Yes. Now I guess that, that goes the question, Mike Evans, wide receiver one on the bucks. Who's the wide receiver two? Is it Chris Godwin is the newly acquired Julio Jones? Is it Russell Gage? And that again, might almost come down to, you know, who do you want to draft might be the archetype of receiver do you want? Cause Gage might offer as a slot receiver, enough receptions and, and high floor catches Right. Although maybe not quite to the same extent as a Tyler Boyd, Jacoby Myers, but maybe, actually he's maybe not that different from Boyd. It's it's still a crowded offense. We think is going to score a lot. So mm-hmm. have the potential to produce not only a lot of touchdowns, but yards. So uh, Brad, who's you know, between the three, who are you picking? Julio Jones, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Godwin. I, I feel like uh, from what I'm hearing, he's, he's going to come back and uh, looks like he's going to be ready a uh, week one. Uh, so I'm, I'm leaning towards Godwin. I, I, I I like the Julio Jones. I mean, I've always been a Julio Jones fan um, and, and what he was able to do. I think it's pretty cool that he uh, has an opportunity to, uh, to play with uh, Tom Brady for at least one year or, or uh, however long this, uh, this, you know, goes on, but I don't, I don't see him really eating into a lot of, uh, a, a lot of receptions, a lot of targets. It, it is interesting that, uh, you know, he could be out there lined up against a, you know, a nickel quarterback, a corner, uh, you know, certainly something he's never uh, been able to really take advantage of because he's always lined up against a number one corner. So that's something to keep an eye on. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, out of those four, I'm, I'm, if Godwin's on the field and he's able to play, I'm taking him at number two. Yeah. I think my, I think my, I'm still fine taking Mike Evans in the third round, even late second. That's still probably my preferred play in this, but yeah, but between these three, if they're all kind of a similar price range or even just a few rounds difference, finds out where he's playing week one. I think I would also take Chris Godwin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll leave off on that. Uh, again, basically Very coming good. down to the top 50 wide receivers, uh, going through our top six tiers at the position, which leaves us really with one tier episode left, Brad. Um, yeah. but, uh, before we get to that, of course, we'll, uh, leave it to the listeners to kind of chime in. We'll put some polls out with this episode and be sure to check all that out on Twitter at FPC underscore fantasy pod. 
You can also follow your co-hosts individually. Brad's at the rundown underscore BH. I'm at Senra Says. And as always, download the full press coverage app available for free on Android and iOS stores, giving you access to all the great full press coverage content in one convenient location. So download the full press coverage app for free today. Also, shout out to PA the second on Twitter at PA underscore II official. He lets us use the song Wallet as our intro and outro music. So really appreciate PA for that. And we appreciate if you checked out his latest album, Illa V. Uh, the project is available wherever you download music. So, Brad, any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, I'd just like to uh, invite all the listeners to uh, help me with uh, with my prediction on uh, Kadarius Tony's. You know, send all your bubble wrap up to uh, to New York. Uh, you know, make sure that you spell uh, his last name right. It's a P Y uh, to, to keep him healthy. Uh, no, uh, other than that, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun once again, Kyle, going over these tiers, and I look forward uh, to the uh, future episodes. Yes, and uh, listeners as well, you can also look forward and listen to future episodes coming up here on the Full Press Fantasy Pod. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.